Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the biggest fitness myths that I see commonly online. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, I hope you are having a great day. Today is Monday, October 12th, I think. Um, So I haven't been completely consistent with my uploads, but... I did want to get out another episode. I really get into the conversation and even though I'm just talking to myself basically, I get into talking. I just love to talk about this stuff and to talk in general. So I really appreciate you guys listening and I get some messages and feedback that it's helping you. So that makes me really happy to hear. So as I mentioned, today we're going to be talking about the most common or biggest fitness myth that I see. And obviously this isn't a comprehensive list because there are so many that I could talk about. I could probably make this a series. And this is something that I really love to talk about. So when I saw that this got voted up on my stories, that made me really happy because I have been wanting to do an episode like this for a while. So the first myth that we're going to be talking about is that sugar slash carb slash fat makes you fat. And this is an extremely common myth. Every single time, or not every single time, but most times that people are going on a diet to lose weight, it will be something like, okay, I need to go keto. I need to stop eating sugar and I need to eat low fat. So I'm going to kind of... um go into those individually. So starting with carbs, um, carbs do not make you fat. Carbs do not cause weight gain. They don't automatically store fat. And just because they spike your insulin does not mean that they make you fat because some people will make that argument. So there's no one food that can make you gain weight and you don't need to go keto in order to lose weight. In fact, I think that most people do well eating carbs and it can help give you energy, fuel your workouts, etc. So I personally would recommend them for most people, although some people do like more of a ketogenic diet. Okay, so fat. um, I don't see this quite as much, but I guess you kind of hear it, that fat makes you fat. Uh, I think it's more carbs as a myth. But I do see a lot of people who are in like the macro world eating extremely low-fat diets. And these people know generally that uh, fat doesn't make you fat. But still, I see some women eating like 20 or 30 grams of fat per day. And that is not enough in order to maintain healthy hormones. So I did just kind of want to bring that up because... That's something that I see pretty often and that is not healthy or sustainable for your body. You do need a certain number of fat in order to function because we need fat to survive. But I guess you kind of do see this if you guys have ever seen like on YouTube. um, There's a YouTuber called Freely the Banana Girl and basically there's a whole bunch of people like with her that promote eating less than 10% of your calories from fat per day, which is really, really low because the recommended amount is like 25 to 35%. So, and the idea 
a quote that they will use is the fat you eat is the fat you wear. So there's really no evidence for this. I read a meta-analysis like a couple of weeks ago and it was talking about the difference between low-carb, high-fat diets and low-fat, high-carb diets and that obviously when they're both controlled for calories, when you're in a calorie deficit, neither of them is better for weight loss. Okay, so the third one that I'm going to talk about is sugar. A lot of people will say that sugar makes you fat. In fact, we were kind of talking about this in my science class, and I literally brought it up. I said, no one food makes you fat. That is not true. And we were basically talking about high fructose corn syrup. So it's true that sugar is not a health food, not even organic coconut sugar. And sugar is not... It can be easy to overeat. So if you're eating too much sugar, that is what causes weight gain because too much sugar is too many calories and eating too many calories is what causes you to gain weight. But sugar itself does not cause you to gain weight. So people who say that, my question to you is, if all I ate in a day, literally nothing else, was one tablespoon of sugar, would I just gain weight? And the logical answer is no because that is... 45 calories and that is an extreme 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 calorie deficit which I'm not promoting by the way but it's just to prove the point that no one food makes you gain weight and you can still eat sugar while losing weight okay so the next myth that we're going to be talking about is basically referred to as the anabolic window which means that you need to eat a protein or drink a protein shake within like 30 minutes of when you finish your workout. So this is kind of like an older myth that I've heard of, like back in maybe 2010, this was a really big thing with some gym bros always bringing their protein shakes to their workouts to make sure they drink it right after. And the idea is that if you don't do that, your workout was not effective. So this was debunked a couple years ago. You don't need to drink a protein shake right after your workout. There is no such thing as the anabolic window where, oh, after a certain time, your body just can't build muscle and it can't use the protein for muscle growth. Our bodies don't work like that. So as long as you're eating enough protein during the day and getting in some protein within like a couple of hours when you finish your workout, you're going to be fine. You don't need to worry about a specific drink at a specific time okay so the next myth that i'm going to be talking about is that organic and natural means better or healthier so i mentioned this very briefly on my instagram today in a tiktok video but this is something that i have done a lot more research into recently because it's something that i used to somewhat believe so there are all of these accounts of these naturopathic people People in who don't really have any credentials at all, um, specifically a YouTuber that I literally used to watch, who promote so much misinformation, and a lot of people believe it. Like they'll say things uh, such as, like every single crop is sprayed with glyphosate, so you need to buy organic only, or that artificial sweeteners are going to kill you or that they'll make you fat in some way oh or this one i just saw like last week or that butter is healthier than extra virgin olive oil because it is more natural 
So these are literally things that I have seen so many times and a lot of people believe it and it makes me sad because this is like the opposite of the scientific consensus. So one account that I would recommend you to follow is at food science babe on Instagram. So this woman is a food scientist and I believe a chemical engineer and she shows all the studies and she knows all about statistics and she debunks all of these people who are putting out this information because it is it can be harmful to think that every single food is poison and toxic and that you need to avoid a certain number of ingredients and literally one of these people has a list of ingredients that you cannot buy and you need to go through every single food at the grocery store to make sure it doesn't have it so honestly that can lead to orthorexia to be honest and i i believe it can i would not be surprised if it could i'll put it that way i'm not an eating disorder specialist but and it's really unnecessary that is the main point because it's not true you don't need to buy organic oats you don't need to buy organic fruit or vegetables and telling people that they do and that conventional is like toxic and harmful is just going to make it harder for people to actually eat fruits and vegetables or telling people that frozen vegetables you know oh no they put this ingredient in it well at least someone's eating vegetables okay not not everyone can afford to buy everything organic and telling people that conventional um, produce is toxic is just going to make them feel guilty if they buy conventional and it's going to be harder for them to eat fruits and vegetables. And the thing is, organic isn't even better. The EWG, Environmental Working Group, has been debunked. So in some cases, conventional farming can actually be better and you don't need to buy everything organic. And just because something is like a quote chemical that you can't pronounce doesn't mean that it's harmful or toxic you're not a food scientist you don't know every ingredient and what it is and that is okay because you're not a food scientist you can definitely look into it if you want but you need to be looking at the right resources read the meta-analyses listen to people who are food scientists because they are the ones who are doing research on these ingredients and who know best, and they know whether or not they're safe. All of these ingredients, like aspartame, that people say causes cancer, well, no, that has been debunked. There is plenty of meta-analyses showing that that actually is not true, and a lot of these claims are taken out of context. So, aspartame has been researched extensively, and it is not harmful or toxic to your health, and people spreading that can be harmful. So Diet Coke is not going to kill you. I spent a lot of time on that one and it's because I used to believe the same thing. I honestly do not know what I was thinking because I am usually so focused on science-based, but this certain YouTuber, Flav City, that's his name, (laughs) I'm just going to say it, um, he seems like a very nice person, but he has absolutely no credentials whatsoever and he isn't qualified to be talking about the things that he is. He's saying all of these things like, you know, butter, coconut oil are so healthy for you, and lard is healthy for you, 
but and then they talk all the time about canola oil is so bad for you well no it's not there's so much research that they are just not that they're going against and I used to think oh I need to look at all these labels and read them and I realized I don't agree with half the things that he's saying so if I can't agree with that stuff then how would I be able how would I think that he's credible on these other things because he will talk all the time about how like carbs and sugar cause weight gain and I know that's not true so if this person can't even accept the fact that calories are what matters for weight loss because that is scientific consensus then how would I expect him to know anything about other aspects of nutrition so always be skeptical with that stuff and you need to look at someone's if they're making insane claims like this that seem to go against what you believe look into it more because it might not be true okay so Myth number four is that women need to be lifting lightweights. This is a huge one and it annoys me a lot. So a lot of times, mainly women will believe this, that if they lift heavy weights, they're just automatically going to look like a male bodybuilder. So this is kind of an uneducated point of view because if you're in the fitness industry, you know all the stuff that pro bodybuilders have to do in order to look that way and that just some average woman starting out is definitely not going to look like that. A great analogy from Jordan Syed is that being scared that lifting weights is going to make you look like a bodybuilder is like being scared that driving to the grocery store is going to turn you into a NASCAR driver. Okay, so lifting heavy weights does not make you bulky. What does make you bulky is taking testosterone, um, being in a calorie surplus, and specifically trying to put on muscle for at least 10 years and having good genetics. It is extremely, extremely hard for a woman to actually get bulky because we have much less testosterone than men. And first of all, I think that women who are, quote, bulky are beautiful, but I know that not every woman wants to look like that although I do, um, but women need to understand that you cannot look like that by accident. You have to try extremely hard and work for it in, ab- in order to be able to actually look bulky. So women, lifting heavy weights is actually what's going to make you look, quote, toned and strong like you want to be. When you start lifting weights, and especially if you're just eating, maybe you're eating in a calorie deficit, you're going to transform your body. You're going to give yourself some sculpt. Wait, that's kind of a weird way to put it. It's going to sculpt your body and give you the shape that you're looking for. And you're going to have more muscle definition and just look strong and awesome. And not to mention, I think that lifting heavy weights is one of the best things that women can do for their mental health because it improves your confidence so much. When you feel strong and you feel almost invincible, it just makes you feel so empowered and it makes you feel kind of like you can do anything. And I think that's such an important feeling and 
really rewarding for a lot of women and I think that's why more women are now gravitating towards lifting weights but there are still some myths about it and I want to mention I'm not saying that you need to start deadlifting 300 pounds on your first day that's really irresponsible and stupid but week by week increase your weights progressively overload get stronger and get better and don't be afraid to get stronger because you're going to see a lot of benefit from it. Okay, myth number five is that you need to turn your weightlifting workout into a cardio workout. So literally this is something that I did this year. I used to make weightlifting into cardio like I would do some bicep curls and then like some squat jumps or something. And I think that can be fun and it can, I understand it like in a group setting, for example, because it just feels good to get a sweat in, feels like you had a good workout and a lot of people enjoy both and so it feels good. And I'm not saying that that is inherently bad, but if your goal is to build muscle or to even to lose fat... I mean, I guess you can make the argument for the other, but I really think that you should be focusing on lifting weights. So your weightlifting workouts, if you want them to be more optimal and you want to get stronger, you want to build muscle, you want more muscle definition, you want to focus in a workout on lifting weights first. Because if you are combining it with cardio or doing cardio first, your muscles and your body gets way too fatigued so you can't actually put forth enough intensity when you're lifting weights. You need to rest in between sets. You need to be able to lift enough weight where it feels like you're about to fail. Not not failure on every single lift, but, you know, close. And to do that, you need to be rested enough and you can't be so fatigued from already being burnt out from cardio so that looks like 60 to 60 seconds to two minutes of rest in between sets that looks like maybe a super set and giant set possibly depending on what you're doing um but of different weightlifting exercises you know with a purpose Starting out with your heavier compound lifts first, then moving on to isolation work, and then do your cardio. So I am not anti-cardio. In fact, I actually really enjoy it, but I just do it separately from weightlifting. So I will do, say, 45-60 minutes of weightlifting, and I will just focus on lifting my weights, resting enough, using a weight that is challenging enough for me, getting better, putting a lot of intensity into it and then at the end I'll do like 10 minutes of metabolic conditioning and that way I can get a sweat in I got a little cardio work in and I got my weights in because cardio is always just going to make you tired but you need a different kind of effort for weightlifting so I really enjoy doing that and I do that for a lot of um, girls that I help And I think that it's great because you're able to do both cardio and lifting, but you should kind of focus on them separately. And and you can just do cardio on a separate day. You can 
go for a run on your rest day. You can go for a walk every day. Walking is perfectly good cardio and you can do that um, even on days you lift because it's not very taxing on your body. So yeah, I don't do that stuff anymore. I used to do circuits. Everything was a circuit, always just trying to keep the heart rate up. But since my goal is more on building muscle, it's a lot more optimal to just focus on lifting weights. And honestly, I love them both, so I'm totally fine doing it the way I am now. But it was a little bit scary switching from that because I thought, oh, this is such a good way to train, but I really, it's not for my goals. Okay, it's kind of segueing into that. Myth number six, which is a lot more, even in the science-based fitness industry, that stretching and cardio kills your gains. So this is kind of a stupid thing that I used to believe that cardio killed your gains. Um, and it's just, <laughs> it annoys me because it turns people off from doing cardio, which cardio is so good for your health and for your heart. So if you can find a type of cardio that you enjoy, I absolutely recommend doing it. Same thing with stretching. People will say, oh, you know, I don't need to stretch. I'm I'm just lifting weights. I just want to build muscle. Okay, but if you can't even move well, if you can't even, you know, that eventually you won't even be able to put good technique into your lifts. Eventually you'll get injured, so you won't even be able to lift weights. Stretching is so important. And specifically what I think most people need to work on is their mobility. So I post mobility drills on my Instagram, but mobility is basically how well you can move. So it carries out a lot into daily life and into lifting. And it's a lot more important than being able to do the splits, for example. But I digress. Um, Doing mobility drills, stretching is not going to kill your gains. In fact, it will help them because you'll be able to have better technique, go through a deeper range of motion, and you'll be able to lift more because you won't be injured so much, and so it will support you. Cardio does not kill your gains. There is really no evidence for this that doing cardio is going to make you burn muscle. If you're eating enough protein and if you're not in an extreme calorie deficit, you're not going to lose muscle by doing cardio. So, I mean, I would just say, like I said before, don't do it before your workout, but if you're doing some walking or some running, you know, after you work out on a separate day, doing some metabolic conditioning, that is great. That is so good for you, and it is going to support your heart and your breathing and just make you more fit, so... There's really no evidence for either of those things, and I don't have that much else to say. I, I mean, I just think that for optimal fitness, having a balance of everything is best. If you can move well, if you can be strong, and if you can, if you have endurance, you're, I would call that a fit person. And you don't have to run if you don't want to. Any type of cardio, biking, swimming, jump roping, whatever. But if you have some form of endurance and you're I feel like that's important for being fit as well because maybe you can lift really heavy but if you get winded walking up the stairs you're probably not that fit 
and having all three aspects is really important. Okay, so real talk, it is now two days later. Um, I was so busy last night studying for a test today, and I actually did pretty well on it, so I'm very happy about that. But I'm going to continue talking about the next one, two, four myths. So myth number seven is that you need to be doing everything. You need to be working out five to seven times a week in order to see results. So if we actually look at the science, this isn't true because what you need in order for, let's say if your goal is muscle building. So you just need to hit each muscle group two, about two times a week, maybe three, depending on the frequency. So that, you know, you could do that if you were doing five, six, seven days a week. But if you're doing three days a week, you can do upper body, lower body, full body, and you're hitting every muscle two times a week. Um, or you could even do full body, full body, full body, and you're hitting every muscle three times a week. So it's not even true as far as muscle building. And another thing that's really important is recovery. So a lot of times if we're working out six or seven days a week and you haven't been training for very long, maybe if you're really trained, that can absolutely work. But if you haven't been training for very long, working out six to seven days a week, you won't be able to recover from your workouts very easily because, you know, you'll be sore, you'll mus- your muscles will be fatigued all the time, so you won't be able to put as much intensity and effort into your workouts if you're not recovered enough, which will then lead to less muscle growth because what's most important for muscle growth is intensity and effort. So it's not as much about how frequent you're working out. I think that moving, you know, in some way every day can be great, but I think that rest days are also really important for your mental health, for your social health, for your physical health. And a rest day doesn't have to mean like just sit on the couch all day, but taking days off from lifting is really important. So on a rest day, you know, you can go for a walk, you should probably be doing some form of like moving around basically every day but you don't need to work out every day to see results and tying into that a little bit wait did I just lose my train of thought okay got it so um one thing that a lot of people will think when they're starting out is that you know if I'm not doing it perfectly, then I just shouldn't try at all. And I think that we kind of know that this isn't true, right? Like, if you can do something, we kind of know, you know, if, if, if my best friend said to me, you know, I can't go to the gym five days a week, but I can go two or three. Should I just not go at all? Like, you would say, uh, no, you should go two or three days a week because that's better than zero. But to ourselves, we use it as an excuse to not do anything at all. So if you can't do everything, you think, oh, well, it's just not good enough, so I just shouldn't do anything. But something is always better than nothing. And you don't need to put in 100% of your life into fitness in order to see results. It is supposed to be a part of your life, fit around your life. So... Whatever you can put into it realistically and consistently is best. And this comes down to something that I talk about on my Instagram, 
which is going for a five minute walk. And I don't know if anyone has actually done that from listening to me. Um, but a five minute walk is beneficial because it motivates you to keep going. So let's say someone is sitting on their couch and they don't move at all, but then they go for a five minute walk. Is that not better than not doing nothing at all? It's definitely better. You're moving. You're getting the benefits of walking. And then from that, you realize this isn't so bad. And you decide to go for another five-minute walk the next day. And then maybe it turns into a 10-minute walk. And then a 15-minute walk. And then a 20-minute walk. And over time, you're getting better. And you're being motivated from seeing the results of like, wow, this actually makes me feel good. And then maybe you think okay, well, I'm doing this, so maybe I should start drinking more water. Maybe I should start eating more fruits. So even just a small action can actually make such a big difference. And walking is something that is so important that I have picked up recently over quarantine because it was like for a while, like the only way that I could leave my house. But walking is so beneficial for your health. I posted it on my Instagram And I know it's something that people are like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Or like walking, uh, that's like for old people or something. Um, But it, you know, I was kind of like that, to be honest. I really did not want to go for walks. And I started by walking my dog around my block like maybe three days a week. And that's like a 15 minute walk. It's not very long at all. And I kind of dreaded it. But then I learned to like it. And then I took like a slightly longer route. And then I started making it every day. And then I took an even longer route. And I would go like a shorter walk here. And then a shorter walk a couple hours later per day. And now I walk every single day. So just changing something a little bit can actually lead to so much benefits and so much change. And when you make it a habit and when you do something that you really don't want to, it ends up motivating you and you never regret it. You get better. Okay, so myth number eight is one that you probably hear a lot and I see it online a lot. And that is that cardio is is the best form of exercise for fat loss. So when we talk about fat loss, the only way to lose fat is to be in a calorie deficit. That means eating less calories than your body burns. So eating less calories than it takes to maintain your weight will cause you to lose weight. I have a podcast. It was my first one on um, how to lose fat. So really the only way that you can um, lose fat is by manipulating your nutrition. You need to in some way eat less, whether that is counting calories or sticking to something like three meals, one, two snacks, whatever. So exercise doesn't matter as much when it comes to fat loss. It's really about nutrition. And I mean, I would say that you should exercise when you're losing fat and it will help you, but it's not how you do it. 
So calorie deficit is the foundation. So as far as exercise, I would recommend actually mostly lifting weights because lifting weights is what's going to help you build muscle and maintain muscle. So when you're losing fat, you don't actually end up losing muscle if you're lifting weights and you'll have more muscle definition. You'll have like the tight toned, you know, fit look, whatever. And cardio alone won't actually make you have the shape and the muscles and whatever toned look that you're looking for. Cardio is going to make your body smaller. So you can still have, you know, some fat on your body and you'll be losing muscle while in a calorie deficit if you're only doing cardio. So I don't think that cardio is bad. If you're doing, if you're lifting weights and eating enough protein, then Cardio won't make you lose muscle, and it'll help you burn calories. It's great for your heart, all of that, but it's not the best exercise to lose fat. Weightlifting is not the best exercise to lose fat either. The best exercise is a calorie deficit. And then the third thing that's really important for fat loss is eating enough protein. So eating enough protein will help repair your muscles. So again, you're not losing muscle. You're able to maintain your muscle. Protein also keeps you full. So you're able to eat less. Protein also burns more calories at rest. So it slightly increases your metabolism. So those are like the three major parts of fat loss. I'm not going to go into more detail because I already did a podcast on it. And you can go listen to that. Okay, so myth number nine is that you're always going to be motivated or you need to rely on motivation in order to succeed. So the reason that this is a big myth is that is because you're not always going to be motivated. So motivation is just kind of like a feeling and it's important. It kind of reminds you why you're doing what you're doing and it helps you to keep going. But if you rely on it and use it as your only source to continue on in your journey doing what you know you need to do, it's you're going to fail because there's going to be times when you don't want to do it. There are going to be times when you don't feel like it, when you're like, nothing's happening, when you don't want to work out, when you don't want to eat in a way that supports your goals, when you don't want to go to bed earlier, when you don't want to drink your water. And during those times, you still have to do what you know is best and what you know is right because you're about to succeed. You're about to see success and progress that's going to motivate you to keep going. But if you quit right now, you're just going to be back to where you started. So you need to first take action, first do something when you don't want to do it, And then you'll see some result from that. And then those results are going to motivate you to keep going. But there's going to be times when you don't want to take action and you still need to take action because it's going to help you succeed. It's the only way that you're going to succeed. And we talk about this all the time with fitness and working out like, oh, how do you stay motivated? Oh, how do you get motivated? But like with schoolwork... You know, if someone is is saying, oh, I'm not motivated to do my homework, well, you still have to do your homework anyways. And then, you know, you do your homework and then you do well on the test and you're like, okay, I do need to do my homework. I mean, I'm not always motivated to do my homework. I'm not always motivated to work out, but I still do it. And that's what matters. Okay, so final myth, myth number 10 is that you should be eating 
1200 calories or less when trying to lose weight so this is something that i see all the time on tiktok and it is so problematic because eating so few calories can damage your health in so many ways so first of all um obviously it damages your mental health because you're not eating enough food which causes stress and anxiety around food you feel out of control around it and it can cause really disordered patterns which can be extremely hard to break so you really don't want to go down that path also it can cause bone problems and hormonal problems you can lose your period um it can cause hair loss brittle nails skin issues and low energy fatigue not being able to sleep well always feeling hungry all of these things happen from not eating enough calories and these can be permanent if you don't do something about it so you know if you haven't been eating enough calories and you eat more you'll be fine you know the treatment is just eating more calories but some of the damages that caught like you know disordered patterns that can take a long time to get rid of so please eat more than that and another thing is that when you try to restrict your calories so much you usually end up overeating because you get so hungry all the time and you just eventually oh i can't take it anymore and then you just eat way way too much and it's just this cycle of constantly under eating and then overeating so if you were to just choose a calorie goal that is actually realistic and is actually like personalized to your body you know something and as an example 1800 to 2000 calories a day that's something that obviously not every girl but like some girls that i help a good amount of them that's a good number and that is a lot more enjoyable and less restrictive. You're able to eat more food, you have more energy, you can put effort into the workouts, and it's obviously temporary because if you ate that much for a long time, it wouldn't be sustainable for your body, but you are able to actually do it consistently, and you are able to feel good on it. And obviously that number isn't for everyone, it's absolutely different for everyone, it's just an example, but the point is you should be eating just a little bit less calories in your maintenance not way too less and if you're active if you're lifting weights if you're eating protein you have more muscle you are burning more calories if you're walking if you're doing cardio if you're you know and lifting weights you have a pretty high metabolism even if you don't think so and you need more food for your body if you're doing those things okay so that sums up the 10 myths of this episode i hope you enjoyed listening my throat is really dry from talking already but i really appreciate all the kind messages and i hope that this helps you um i like making these podcasts and i like talking um and I let me know what you want my next podcast to be on. I sent, I put some ideas on my story a few days ago, but if you have any other ideas, let me know. If you want to be on my podcast, we can do like a Skype call. Let me know. So, yeah, I hope you have a great day. DM me on Instagram at Natalie Smith Fitness if you need anything, and I'll see you next time. Hello, welcome to the Fitness Lifestyle Podcast, 
We are your hosts, Natalie Smith and Natalie Jones. We talk all things health and fitness, and we believe that fitness should be sustainable for life. We hope this podcast can help you find fitness in your own life.